Hello, and welcome to the Brain Mastery Podcast, brought to you by ABI Wellness. This series features renowned experts on brain injury, brain health, and rehabilitation. Be sure to visit abiwellness.com for more resources. All right, welcome back to the Brain Mastery Podcast. Today, I've got two amazing professionals joining us to share some of their work around the world of brain health, specifically really into brain injury. We have two senior members of the Brain Trust Canada team. We have Mia Burgess, who's the CEO of Brain Trust Canada. Mia brings a really well-rounded perspective to this role, having served the community in a number of different ways, having worked in kind of corrections, community support, administration, leadership, marketing, my God, the resumes, it's a long one for someone so young. So she's a real up and comer in this kind of social impact and social profit work. And then Laura Plummer, who is just a remarkable facilitator working and serving her clients and really helping them to expand their possibilities and potential. So she's somebody when I think about kind of the term servant leadership or leader as servant, She's really, really extremely talented at this. I'm probably making her blush right now as I mention this, but it's actually true. And I've, and I've been there at the clinic right before COVID, actually days before COVID happened. And I was fortunate enough to witness it in person. So I'd like to just really, you know, thank both of you for investing some time with us today to share some of your work. Is there anything I missed in the bios there that you might want to correct? The only thing I would say is I did, don't have experience in marketing. I would just say that part. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would probably throw the challenge flag on that because she's done so many great things in terms of helping to streamline the marketing message and get it out there. So it's, it's really good. I know it's early stages maybe in that, but you're really helping to grow a, a whole enterprise up there, which is wonderful. Great. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, I would say it's a really apt description of Laura, servant leader. She's really excelled in her role. She started as the clinic coordinator for the New Recovery Center, and now she's been promoted to manager. So I'm just really excited to see her continue to grow and really take the reins of the program. So you guys are just like uh, blasting me up here right now. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think our team at Brain Trust is always just so incredible to work for. Like, I feel so lucky to have Mia as a mentor, as well as just such incredible individuals. Honestly, our team is wonderful at Brain Trust. So we have a really strong team and we've pivoted quite a bit, although I know a lot of people say that through COVID, especially around the Neuro Recovery Center and all of our services, just being able to offer the Neuro Recovery Center remotely. We've had two US clients. There's potential to offer it across Canada uh, mm-hmm. as well. So we're just really excited to continue to grow. Yeah, we're on a, we're on a growth path here. Yeah, I mean, For those that are listening, these could be people that have had maybe a concussion, a brain injury, but they could also be, you know, people who work in the community around, you know, brain health initiatives, whether it's, you know, kinesiologists, medical doctors, physiotherapists, OTs, or there could just be people curious about, you know, the brain and recovery. For those that are listening, maybe you could help to explain the distinction between the Neuro Recovery Center and Brain Trust Canada. Maybe just give a little bit of an intro there as to what Brain Trust Canada is and what the Neuro Recovery Center is so people can understand. Yeah, so thanks, Mark. 
so we offer a variety of services at Brain Trust Canada. So we are the only charity in the central North Okanagan offering services for people with acquired brain injury and concussion. So we offer one-to-one support group programs. We have a youth concussion clinic. We have a, an ever-growing and continually expanding clinical counseling program that is becoming much bigger every year. We've been really successful getting securing some grants for that program. So we continue to see that grow. And of course, we have the Neuro Recovery Center. So our mission really is to bring brain injury to the forefront. And we also engage in prevention education as well. And so we have Sam, who's our prevention and education coordinator. She goes out to the schools. We have a helmet program. So um, that's an area of our focus as well as providing direct services to people with acquired brain injury and concussion and as well their families. Yeah, so we do a lot of really incredible work. And I think, you know, our Neuro Recovery Center, which indeed is powered by ABI Wellness, has been a really exciting platform for us to be able to offer. At the end of the day, the majority of our work has really been compensatory strategy based. So supporting clients where they're at. And that work is still so intrinsic to what we do here at Brain Trust. Mm -hmm. But our Neuro Recovery Center looks at long-lasting cognitive change and recovery, which is really exciting. It's a message of hope. It's a message of just that recovery journey being long, you know, lifelong. And it's super exciting. And as Mia mentioned, COVID has really made it exciting to offer both in-person, online, meeting the clients where they're at, really being client-centered, which is what we do here. So, absolutely. Yeah. That is, that is, uh, you know, you can just see the passion from both of you as you, as you talk about, you know, your work and, and your commitment to the work. and. I'm always curious about people like, you know, you know me, you know, I'm wondering, you know, maybe for you first, Laura, is what brings you to this work personally? What is it about this work that really, from what I can tell, it really helps to fulfill you? You know, what is it about this work that really, you know, helps to fulfill you and your purpose? Yeah, that's, that's a wonderful question. I think the thing that's always brought me to this work is the people. So whether that's my, my wonderful coworkers, But more importantly, just the clients, I think it's so incredible that we meet people who are really struggling, who are in maybe the greatest state of devastation that they've ever been in, or maybe they're doing really well, but either way, they welcome us to be alongside them on their journey. They give us the opportunity to work with them. And I think we're just so lucky to be able to to do that and to do that work. So I would say the people, 100%. How about you, Mia? What, what is it about this work that really kind of lights you up and gets you excited? Well, you know, I've spent my majority of my career in the charitable sector with intention. And I, I really believe if you have the opportunity to use whatever skills you have or whatever privilege you have to improve the lives of others, that's what you need to do. And so I'd say like at the core of what I do, that's my belief my belief about why it's important to do the work. And so every day I just like show up and try and bring, you know, whatever skills I can to the role. And, you know, like, I'm, like Laura said, we have such an exceptional team and everyone has skills in a different area. And so the beauty of the team here is that everyone plays off each other's skills. Right. And that's what makes us strong. Yeah. We really yeah. work in collaboration. I think that's, yeah, that's a great way of looking at it. You know, we're not just out here doing our work by ourselves. We're working as a team to make the work we do incredible and holistic and well-rounded. No, I love it. I love it. That's uh, and you feel it when you're there, you know, I've, I've been there and you know, you, you really feel the team atmosphere, which is cool. And I think it really 
translates really nicely to the clients that you serve as well. I think they are also, of course, a, a really important part of it because they're the reason that you're together, right? And I don't think that message is really lost with this team. You know, you really, it's not something that is just written on a wall or said, it's something that you feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our work is very person-centered in yeah. every aspect and especially even, even in the clinic. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I actually thought what you were going to say, Miata, was like advocacy and the opportunity to yeah. just push and push yeah. back when people say something, right? And yeah. I think that's something that I really enjoy watching you do and that I think yeah. excites oh, you. Yeah. Right? That is the truth, man. It, it, it is awesome. That's so true. Like, and, and it's, it's such a gift that you have, you, you know, I think you really know your values and what you stand for. And I really respect that in you, but many people do, but sadly, not that many people are courageous enough to really live to that and to push that envelope with other people. And I really, I totally agree with you. I admire that skill in you because it, again, it's rooted in service, but I also think that's a great part of your leadership and your authenticity as a leader to be able to say, nope, this is what I stand for. This is what you said you stand for. And I challenge you. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. It's a great thing. So for people that are, that are listening, you know, these are two people who are seasoned professionals, but also real up and coming leaders in this sector. For people that are listening, just in a few sentences or as briefly or as long as you want to, What's your main message around the world of brain health that you would want people to understand, given that you're kind of on the innovation, kind of cutting edge, you know, side of this sector? And, you know, Mia, please, by all means, why don't you take it first? To your point about holding people accountable, I feel like, you know, what I want people to know is EBI is happening. It's happening every day. It's an invisible injury. And there is a huge importance that people need to understand around funding cognitive rehab. It works. We see it work through the Neuro Recovery Center. And so I think that would be my message. So my message is really to private insurers and public health that we know this cognitive rehabilitation works. We see it every day. Everybody who's coming through the clinic is getting some Mm -hmm. benefit. I really think it's our duty to support people to become the best that they can be, to become really engaged citizens that feel a part of our community and support people to return to work, return to school, return to, to sport, and um, just lead fulfilling lives. And, and that's, you know, we do that across all of our programs here, but really that cognitive rehab piece, I think is misunderstood by a lot of people. And, but we know it works. So I'd say that'd be my message. I completely agree. You know, at the end of the day, when we look at recovery, quite often, we just kind of get focused on what we physically can see. And I think, mm-hmm. like you said, that's the key element that distinguishes our clients and the challenges they deal with is that invisibility factor. And a lot of what they struggle with, it's really hard for them to even explain because of those cognitive deficits they do have. And so having the opportunity to have hope and to have change is crucial in returning to life, having meaningful relationships with your friends and your family again, being able to have independence and take care of your own needs. I just think that it's so relevant and people need to be talking about it. I love it. Now, that's really, really well said. And I think that, I think, Mia, you hit on a point that I think I want to come back to is when you hear the term, you know, cognitive rehabilitation or even cognitive deficits following, you know, brain injury, 
you know, for those people that are listening, this is a really important point. You know, some of the literature and data suggests that, you know, people that have suffered an acquired brain injury, typically they're, they're, any cognition is kind of, any cognitive deficit just kind of naturally goes away <laughs> after, you know, three weeks, uh, a month, two months, three months. In my experience, that is definitely not always the case. And typically in cognitive rehabilitation, also as, as Laura stated, and it's not a bad thing, compensatory strategies are deployed, meaning strategies that can help to, you know, steer around that weakness to enable the person to accomplish a task. So, you know, maybe on that point, you know, how now that you've had this experience with the Neuro Recovery Center, which is really looking at more exhausting the neuroplastic potential, how does that compare to the way that it was done before, which is still a good, you know, a, a good method? How do those two things compare? Well, I think they're just so different, but I think the big thing that stands out for me as far as when we look at that neuroplastic regrowth and those changes that have been sustained, the difference is just hope, right? Mm. And I think that's the key element, you know, good noted Mark compensatory strategies are still so intrinsic to recovery and they are so essential. However, when you're told, you know, day in and day out, this is where you're at. This is what you're going to, you know, you're going to have to manage for the rest of your life. That doesn't really carry a message of hope. And so when we look at the neuro recovery center and the work we do in the clinic, it's just really exciting to watch clients make gains that they never thought they would make that they never thought they were going to overcome because they were told time and time again that that wouldn't happen. And I think that's the key difference is that Mm. we are working with clients to help them change their lives. And it's, it's, and to that point too, you know, we have this uh, clinic participant, she's young in her early twenties, had a very serious MBA. And she said to us, she was told like, after a year, this is it. Like, we're not going to get any better. And she came to our program and she worked at it and she had huge gains and just said, you know, it's not true. That's, I think that's like the message we want to say is that, that that isn't true and that there is hope and that, you know, we want to almost, I guess I would say have a higher bar for our work with people. You know, we want to believe that they can have that change and because we know it's possible. We see it every day. Yeah. 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 So you know, I, I want people who are listening to really rewind that and listen to it again, because in life, you don't know what you don't know, right? So, you know, many people, when we, when we look at it, kind of healthcare in general, when you look at things like, you know, certain, you know, childhood leukemia cancers along, you know, 30 years ago, you know, that was a condition that had a, a very, very poor prognosis. But what happened? You know, it took some good researchers, hematologists, scientists to understand, okay, what is happening here? Okay, is there a way to slow this down or change that outcome and study and put the rigor in, but really put the time in around that research question and then over time understand how to change those outcomes. And we all know, we see that all the time now, that the prognosis is much better than it was before. And in brain injury, this is something why, again, I just love that you're such a mature organization. You've been at this a long time, but also something that I really admire is you're still innovating. You're still trying to find a way. You have this long-standing, you know, helmet program that's amazing around education and prevention, but also with the advent of the Neuro Recovery Center, 
you're also on that knife edge of innovation. And yes, you're seeing people from everywhere, you know, come in and benefit from your services. And I just think it's, um, it's so great. And, you know, when we think about, you know, going back again, just really quickly on the, what I believe, or whatever it's worth, <laughs> is <laughs> compensatory strategies can be really useful. However, the way I see it, and the way I like to try to explain it is that prior to, to surrendering to what is and, and deploying those compensatory strategies, I think it's a sequencing issue. And I think that, you know, once into more the post-acute phase, that's when a client should go see Laura and spend time exhausting that neuroplastic cognitive change potential and then going back into community and, and using less compensatory strategies. And if you're able to do that, that will actually lead to greater capacity, higher self-efficacy, and therefore more hope. And that, that, that's the way that I would explain it. And I just, I really admire both of you for doing the work that you're doing in, in an area that is sadly uh, under-resourced, not talked about nearly enough, but I actually think we're on the cusp here. And I know we talk about this where it's going to start opening up and, and, you know, your services are going to be available to more people. And ultimately, Laura, through your clinical work every day, there's actually going to be more hope. Exciting. Right? Oh. Really, lots of potential. Oh, yeah. oh, it's super exciting. You know, when you think about some of the people that, you know, we have this experience working with some of these individuals and their families and, and have seen firsthand what's possible. I mean, it's not a silver bullet, though. It's not a magic thing. It, it takes effort, right? And focus. But, you know, it's, it's really cool to see, you know, I'm fortunate enough to see some of the progress reports come through that are going on up there. And, and it's pretty wonderful what I'm seeing. It's pretty wonderful. So, you know, uh, let's, let's keep it up. Now, this is really positive. We're talking about a lot of really exciting things. And the, the smile factor is high right now. But I... <laughs> I'm wondering, you know, and I'd be interested in both of your perspectives on this uh, separately, is if there was one thing that you could change in the world of, you know, brain health and the world of community programming, what would that one thing be? I would say that everyone has equal access to ABI-specific treatment, cognitive rehabilitation and otherwise, diagnosis and assessments that we see increased funding directed to the needs of people with acquired brain injury. I completely agree. And I think this kind of interconnects with just in general, raising awareness, you know, we know, and we see you've even mentioned it yourself, Mark, how important it is for clients to have access to the rehab they need when they need it. And unfortunately, many of our clients walk through the store and haven't even had access to any of those services whether they just didn't know about them or they don't have the financial means to afford them. And so whether that is cognitive rehab, whether that's occupational therapy, kin work, PT, right? It's just so essential that our clients can have access to those ADI specific supports when they need them and as soon as they need them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Access is huge. And, but I think it also does, you know, like you said, it also assessment is so important. And yes. that's something that I, you know, I'm seeing, which is really wonderful. There's a lot of growth in the amount of assessments that are out there and available now. And something that Brain Trust has always done, has done amazing education and community support. Like it's just, it's just remarkable. So, you know, I'm with you, you know, we, we need to find a way to get more of these kind of programs accessible to, to all, right? 
Absolutely. 100%. Now, you're both very intelligent people. And, you know, whenever I'm talking to really smart people, I'm, I get curious and I want to try to get a little bit smarter myself. So I'm wondering, is in this work and in kind of, you know, social profits, social sector, is there one or two kind of books that really help to shape your perspective that helped you to, and it could be research, it could even be a mentor. Like, is there one, even a mantra that helps to motivate you, that helps to inspire you in the work that you're doing every day? Yeah, me and I talked about this a bit uh, yesterday, just trying to analyze like what's really been shaping our work over the last bit, specifically over COVID during such challenging times. And one thing that really stood out for me specifically was not so much a book, not really a specific podcast, but um, really digging into more meditation and yoga practices personally in my life and how that's kind of just transformed my work quite a bit, specifically as it relates to how we see ourselves and our journeys, right? And I think, again, during such hard times, it's really important to remember just how beautiful and how important our bodies are and how each of us have something to give to this world, right? And so I think that's something that's really shaped me over the last year as far as keeping myself healthy. And it's something I recommend to anyone is just really finding something therapeutic that really helps you become centered with yourself, honestly, and just really recognize how important you are because there's only one of each of us, right? (laughs) Um, And so that's something that's really shaped my work over the last year and something that I've really tried to just positive role model to other clients, whether that's self-kindness, because it can be really hard specifically in this world when our clients go through such a shift in self-identity and the way they see themselves to really recognize and be kind to themselves. And so just really kind of pushing that forward and inviting them to see themselves in that light as well. Yeah. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. uh, How about you, Mia? I give this question a lot of thought too. And I don't think I have like one book or one specific article or anything. It's probably been a combination of my experiences working with people, like you said, you know, in different roles over the years and, you know, and through my education and community development. And I really, I would say like my, my philosophy really is um, just to go back to the point about the bar um, in my work and leadership with the staff here is I think everyone has potential to just like continue to grow and learn skills. Like I don't, believe in putting a limit on what people can achieve. I have to say that would probably be my philosophy and what I've learned over the years is, and people I think will always surprise you. But if you, if you have that approach with your staff and if you can just, you know, coach them and work with them and help them grow their skills and encourage them and be their cheerleader, like people I've seen it here. I've seen all of the staff over the past year just grow incredibly. And of course, they're always passionate about the work they do you know, person-centered client service at the core, but I've just seen everyone continue to just gain skill and gain confidence. And like I said, that's, you know, everybody brings something unique to the table. And I'd say like, you know, our work, I feel very strongly about our work being person-centered. And I think people and in respect to our clients are citizens first. And so again, going back to how do we ensure through our services, people thrive in community and are part of community and just lead happy lives. 100%. Yeah. So oh, I love it. And, you know, <laughs> if those of you are, that are listening now, and maybe you have a loved one who's gone through, or is currently going through cog rehab, and 
you know, might not be getting the kind of outcomes one might want. Listen to these two and the passion that they have to serve and to make a difference. And they've got a roadmap. And I just feel so privileged to be able to be able to work in this work with organizations like yours, where we have this really shared kind of commitment to provide opportunity for those to exhaust their potential. And what you said there, Mia, really resonated for me. It makes me think a lot of the growth mindset work of Carol Dweck. So it is a book, you know, <laughs> because, you know, you, that, that's what you're kind of suggesting. And I love it that, you know, sadly, with many of the people that have to have access to the services of Brain Trust, they've kind of been written off, you know, to use an insurance term. And that's not the case. At least we, it should not be the case until we've exhausted the kind of options that could be available. And that's what's exciting about doing something innovative is up until now, there wasn't really a program like the Neuro Recovery Center available in the Okanagan of British Columbia and Western Canada. So the amount of people that could really transform their own lives is very, very huge. And no matter whether their, you know, their ABI happened 30 years ago or six months ago. And, and I think that is probably a little bit overwhelming <laughs> in terms of the amount of responsibility and opportunity, but also extremely exciting. And, you know, I, I, I really appreciated your thought on the gross mindset there, uh, Mia, but also Laura, what you said is amazing too. Like it starts with you and it's the whole oxygen mask thing, like put your mask on first. And when you're, when you're committed to work in service of others, oftentimes many people can lose sight of that. You know, I know I've been there myself many times and uh, it's really cool to hear you say that. And I'm sure it really helps to inspire, you know, the, the clients that you serve. And it also reminds me of another book that I read is, you know, it's basically don't, you know, like many leaders talk, but it's really walk your leadership. And, and that's really what you're talking about is if we want our clients to be taking care of themselves, then I should probably take care of myself. So I think those are they, those are really, really good points that both of you bring up. That's a really good point, too, around like that leadership piece. And that's something I always say to the staff is everybody has the potential to be a leader. Like leadership isn't mean positional. Mm-hmm. Right. And so like every day you come to work, you're, you know, you're modeling that you, you never know what kind of lollipop moment someone might have, you know, um, through working with you, whether it's like a client or your colleagues or we learned you know? something for, yeah, we were talking about this yesterday too. Like yeah. we learn something from every Everyone. single person we interact with. Everybody's a teacher, yeah. right? Everybody teaches us mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I just, I, I appreciate uh, both of you for the perspective you bring in to this work. I, I know it's, it, it can be exhausting at times because <laughs> the work is kind of never ending, but Let's follow Laura's lead and take care of ourselves there and and be mindful through it. (laughs) Now, for people that are out there, they're listening. They're like, oh, my God, this organization sounds amazing. How do I either support their work or how do I learn more about accessing some of the services? You know, if you wouldn't mind, just provide the people listening with information as to how to get a hold of you. Sure. Yeah. So you can um, reach us on our website, braintrustcanada.com. Um, you can also give us a call. Um, our phone number is 
probably connect you with Triana who will make sure that um, you get connected with the right person. The other thing is too, is if you feel you've heard this podcast and you feel compelled to donate, you can always donate through our website. So really appreciate that. If you have any questions for how else you may be able to be involved in like, you know, from like the funder perspective, always feel free to give me a call. And um, yeah, I think the big piece too that we really want to share is just you know, dig into what brain injury looks like, because I think the big piece here is that sometimes we don't, you know, we don't always have it at front of mind, right. And we see it every day. So we just really encourage everybody out there to really understand how a brain injury that can be preventable, you know, can impact your entire life, right. It changes everything. So we really just want people to get educated and understand what's going on here. And I don't know if it's okay to share this, but we do have our BrainX conference coming up on September 30th. And uh, again, thank you, Mark, for the sponsorship uh, contribution for that. And so if you're interested to learn more about acquired brain injury, we really recommend coming to the conference. We'll be launching ticket sales this week. Yeah, so join us for our conference. and and It's going to be super exciting. Our first big virtual event. Yes. Um, It's a great event, too. I've been there. I was fortunate enough to be a speaker a couple of years ago. It was a wonderful, amazing event, great time, very, very well run, and uh, I highly, highly recommend it. So definitely check it out, and that will be in the show notes as well. You can just click right to it. By the time this launches, uh, ticket sales will be live, so it'll be very convenient and easy to just click and and get your tickets. Awesome. Thanks, Greg. Well, thank you. It uh, It was great to catch up, and I look forward to to seeing you in person, hopefully relatively soon. And thanks again for doing this. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks for all your support and stay safe out there. Thank you so much for listening to the Brain Mastery Podcast brought to you by ABI Wellness. Be sure to follow us on social media channels at ABI Wellness. The statements made regarding the Bears platform and ABI Wellness have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The efficacy of the Bears platform has not been confirmed by FDA-approved research. The Bears platform is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All information presented here is not meant as a substitute for or alternative to information from healthcare practitioners. Please consult your healthcare professional about potential interactions or other possible complications before using any product. The Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act requires this notice.